0: Welcome
1: back to our number two of Drive Time Sports. Here on the Buzz Radio Network, Rick Schaefer. Standing by Northwest Arkansas, Kevin Bohannon. I'm Randy Rainwater. Today from Searcy, here on the campus of Harding University in the fantastic, sparkling indoor facilities on the campus of Harding University, thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive ins. And we are now joined by
0: Then now Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer, Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy.
1: Here's Trey. Good afternoon, Mr. Trey Biddy. Hey guys let's uh, these numbers were handed to me a moment ago uh, by Scott good he is the sports information director for Harding University um, you may have heard the intro we are uh, here today celebrating this national championship uh, the city of Searcy and and the Harding family is celebrating this national championship tonight the festivities actually start 6 30 so if you we want to come out and join the festivities you've so got plenty of time but Scott gave me these numbers we're looking off to our right and there is in lights six one six zero and you're probably thinking
2: five
1: foot tall. you're yeah. probably thinking what in the what in the world is that
3: yeah they're about five foot tall yeah
1: and that represents the record That Harding set this year for total yards rushing in a game. Let me just read you a couple of the uh, things that was accomplished 6,160 yards rushing, 90, you ready for this one? 97 touchdowns, 102 tackles for loss. They were the great American Conference champions, a Super Three. Uh, region champions, and then, of course, the NCAA Division II national champions. Now, I said sixty-one sixty. Would anyone like to take a shot? Southern Nazarene was number two in the nation, according to D2 schools, in yards rushing. Rick, you want to take a shot at how many yards they had on the season?
4: 3,812.
5: That's pretty good. <laughs> That's
1: pretty good. Trey, you want to take a shot?
5: Three thousand eight hundred and thirteen. Oh come. Come, Trey! Ha, ha, ha. Hey, we're not doing price right here. <laughs> hey, price <are> right. <laughs> okay. One dollar.
4: Three thousand five
5: hundred and twenty. Uh, okay. That's almost
4: double. So, so I was like, closer, Hardy's... Trey. Ha ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: another astounding number. When I said the ninety-seven touchdowns on the season. Seventy-nine
4: rushing touchdowns by Harding. Been all ninety-seven of them,
5: guys. You know,
1: me too. Really, when you think about it, that's uh, that's special teams, defense, and so forth.
5: LSU Uh, led. LSU led the SEC with seventy-nine total touchdowns.
4: Wow. Hmm.
1: Total forty-nine was the runner-up. Colorado Mines, who Harding. Faced off in the championship you know, Randy, game. All so these numbers
4: are look. The running game is beautiful. Did you watch the game last night? Michigan opened holes, yep. and I, I don't. You know, I I kind of wanted Washington to win. And didn't really care, but they opened holes, and their backs went through them. And their running game was just amazing to watch. The, what the running game is good. Why do we always have to throw the ball so much, right? Why do we have to see that so much? Well,
1: I think you Michael Penix today would. Yeah. I think Michael Penix today wishes they had ran the football more yeah, because right, right. the way he was limping around and holding that right battered. side, at,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, but their top was running back is hurt too. Yeah, so really, was it wasn't up. easy. Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah, Michigan. I mean, they got a great football team, and they were yeah. the better team last they night. The no question team. about it. So, and running the ball is correct. I mean, who who was it that used to say? When you throw the ball, three things can happen, and two of them are bad. Yeah, Daryl Royal right. was the first one. Yeah, yeah, Daryl Royal is what I remember.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, that's right. Hey and, and we all love to see great passing game and everything like. But man, when those guys, and, and a three or four yard run may not be what everybody wants to see, but Michigan wasn't running three and four yards. They were running <laughs> for big <games>.
6: eight,
5: nine. <laughs> well, it's important to have the uh, the bullies up front if you're gonna
6: yeah. if you're gonna they, play bully have, ball. That's and right.
5: That's, Those guys are hard to find sometimes. So that's why you see teams uh, spread it out a whole lot more, supplement a running game with quick passes to the flats and stuff like that. Those are some of the things that we've seen, obviously, in modern college football that teams do to make up for the lack of having those massive, powerful offensive linemen.
4: And when Washington did move the ball, they did throw those. I mean, here's the tight end, five yards, six yards. They're just snapping it. He runs three steps and catches the ball. So, and that's a, that's effective too. Yeah,
1: you know, the one thing that that wasn't at least I wasn't just glued uh, listening to the commentary by whether it's Herb Street or Fowler. But the one thing that impressed me greatly was the tackling. By Michigan.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, It didn't
1: matter if it was open field tackling or otherwise. They did not miss many, if any, tackles. There was one move that was made by one of the uh, receivers for Washington, but he just faked the guy out. (laughs) He didn't break a tackle. He just faked him out. But otherwise, once that ball was caught, those guys were going down. And I thought that was probably as impressive as anything we saw last night um uh from Michigan was and I don't remember their tackling me that that on target so to speak uh against Alabama. But um, Yeah.
5: I think um, I think most of it I was like you Rick, I was rooting for Washington, just kind of a more non traditional power. Washington's got I mean they've been to the college football playoffs before. They've got it Relatively, really, I don't know if you'd say relatively recent. It's 1991 split national championship, and Michigan hasn't won one since '97. But you know, Michigan is definitely viewed as more of a blue blood type of program, most wins in college football history. And I was just rooting for the idea of, you know, somebody it's hard to say somebody else because Michigan hadn't won one in so long but uh, somebody that you don't think of in the upper echelon of college football I don't mean to slight Washington at all saying that And I really like Penix and the the season that he had and kind of following along with what Washington had done so I think a lot of us and you know I'm still kind of I'm still kind of mad at Michigan for uh, canceling the game against Arkansas to go to the Big House. Well, it paid two million to, to do, do that, it. so. It paid too <laughs> But I think a lot it. of people, like us, were probably rooting on Washington in that one. Yeah, and it's okay. I definitely was rooting for Washington.
4: So, how many people? So, Sports Illustrated and ESPN, of course, already have their preseason top twenty-five for next year's out. Mm-hmm. Do either of them, you think, have Michigan or Washington up there?
5: No. No, I bet they have Georgia. I
4: haven't seen it. uh, They both have Georgia, number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, After that, ESPN has Texas, two, Oregon, three. SI has Oregon, two, Texas, three. Both of them have Alabama, four. Both of them have Ohio State, five, and Michigan, six. Both of them have Ole Miss, seven. Then after that, uh, they have the same three teams, just in a different order, Notre Dame, Missouri, and Arizona. If that all comes true, (laughs) that's five SEC teams in the top Mm ten. Do you you think in the playoff next year with 12 teams they're going to put five SEC teams in there? And do they not realize when they make these rankings that these guys all play each other? So it's not like they're going to be number seven, eight, nine, and ten or anything like that. But that's that's what they did. And in fact, their top 23 are identical in different orders. Same teams. Mm -hmm. They only differ on the last two.
5: Well, to finish this one, this year AP poll, you had Texas 3, Georgia 4, Alabama 5, Missouri 8, Ole Miss 9, mm-hmm. LSU 12. So
6: yeah, you had wow. six
5: in the top. Obviously, that wouldn't be how it would go into the uh, college yeah. football playoff, but just yeah. finishing out, there were six SEC teams in, in the, the top, top 12. 12. Holy
4: smokes. Isn't that something? It's a brutal league, and you've probably been reading about Because the um, guys that do the playoff met on Monday morning, yesterday morning, and they still have not determined the the playoff the conference champions. You know, because in just to give the Pac-12 a little bit of time, but two teams cannot make a conference. So it looks like it's going to be five conference champions, the four powers plus one of the others, and then seven. At large teams, that's yeah. what it this looks is, like. Is
5: Bill Hancock's last year?
4: This was it. He was yeah. there last night,
5: and he was there for the
4: meeting yesterday. And I assume he's retiring at this yeah. point.
5: Really good guy. I spent. I shared a uh, about a thirty minute Uber drive with him one time, and I mean, he all he did was ask me about myself. Yeah, he was well, just very interested humble as could be. Yeah, great was, guy. Very humble, like a really good guy.
4: He did have to straight. Set Andy, or Randy straight for like nine years saying they weren't going to expand and then uh, finally they did. So. I finally won out. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did.
1: And you said it would never happen.
4: I said but, it would never happen. I still don't think it's a good idea. I do not think this is a good idea, particularly with only four power conferences next year. I think it's a poor yeah. idea.
5: Well, there's a couple of things that I don't like about it. I think we put too much weight on the conference champions because there are going to be times where, again, the SEC is going to have more than one team that belongs in that top four. It's going to happen. And I don't like like how they've weighed the teams that get the home field advantage in the first round. I don't think that you can sit there and say that, okay, this team who is ranked number five is so much better than this team who's ranked number 12. You know what I mean? Like, so much so that... They deserve a home field advantage or when you get even closer in the matchups and in the seating. like do you really deserve a home field advantage when you've never played each other, you don't play the same teams and all of those types of things? I don't I don't like the way that's set up. Uh, I mean, I love the idea of playing a home game and stuff, but at the same time, I don't know that you can fairly say that somebody deserves a home field advantage over somebody else like that.
4: I agree. That's it's a hard call. You're right. Well,
1: again, that is going to be. I can't wait till the first poll comes out, as they did with, as they done with the uh, the previous college football playoff, uh, when they give that first one to see how many SEC schools, because. Uh, no one's mentioned Oklahoma, so you got to, you got to throw kind of Oklahoma somewhere. I don't know where they
4: were. Oh, they're in the top twenty. Is both of them, top 20 yeah, of both of them, yeah. Not top. And
1: I, I understand there was one poll uh, that came out that had like a And M at number ten
4: for next year. In one particular. For next year, yes. No, they're that's uh, they're not in either one of these top twenty okay, fives. the other in the a, SEC. I'd our uh, LSU, Oklahoma, and Tennessee are all in the top 20. So it would be eight SEC teams in the top 20, half the league. But
1: let me, let me quote my source. My source was Morning Madness with David Basil <laughs> and Roger Scott. So mm-hmm. you take that with a grain of salt. Now, David said this morning on Morning Madness, as I was listening to Rick, he said Randy needs to have more, oh, no. what did he call it? Um. Oh, talking uh, the entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: That's okay. That's all right. We
1: were talking. Y'all were talking about wagon train, and, and I forget all the different Gilligan's things you
4: were Island. talking about. Gilligan's, yeah, Gilligan's
1: Island. Yeah, Gilligan's yeah, Island.
4: Yeah. Gilligan Island. Yeah, yeah.
1: Bob Denver. I think
4: going. What? What? What are the, you in, talking about? In the morning, those, those guys room. talk a lot about a lot of stuff that's not always sports, and, and it's entertaining, and I enjoy that. But I think our listeners probably prefer sports, and. In fact, you get these texts from people that don't even like all sports that want us to talk just about the Razorbacks and nothing else. That's very true. So,
1: saying that, we need to make sure we get anything that is remotely close to Arkansas-related from Trey. Trey, any news today on the Razorback front?
5: No, nothing on transfer portal. Uh You know, it's been pretty quiet. I, You know, I look at it. There's still a few guys that they're uh, waiting on, the two offensive linemen, the safety from Florida. But I just look at the situation right now, and I'm thinking, man, they really probably need to figure something out at defensive line. Uh, I don't see any real activity at defensive line in terms of, um, you know, guys that they have extended offers to. You know, they... So that's that's kind of where my concern is right now. I think you know if they if they end up with uh, getting uh, the safety out of Florida, um, and I'm spacing on his name, but the, and then the Percy Lewis and Micah Mizzouka, the offensive lineman, Miguel Mitchell is the is the safety. If they end up getting those three guys who they had visits from, then I just feel like they. I think they've got one spot. Jamarian Burnett's coming in this coming weekend at running back, and then that leaves one spot. So to me, maybe they are, there's a window this weekend where they can bring in the defensive tackle because, I mean, I've got him at six defensive tackles right now. Um, a couple of those guys, J.J. Hollingsworth hasn't played a snap in two, in two seasons. He still probably needs to put on about 20 pounds or so. Um, Marcus Miller, we've had no update on his situation. You know, is he going to be back? And then there's Keevy Rose we haven't heard on him. You know, he did retweet a, uh, I believe, a cornerback or wide receiver from Louisiana Tech who got an Arkansas offer back on December 16th. <laughs> but that, he hasn't said, hey, I'm coming back. But I would think that if Keevy Rose is not coming back, then they would be scrambling right now trying to make sure that the defensive tackle situation is squared away. So I think it's probably likely that... Maybe there's not a defensive tackle in this transfer portal class right now. There's also not a defensive tackle in the high school recruiting class, if you guys notice. So I think it's possible that there's not one right now. However, last year they got Anthony Booker in April, and I believe Keevy Rose was a May commitment to Arkansas at defensive tackle. So, And I think John Ridgway was, was late jumping on when he jumped on, and um, I think they've had others that were – um, the transfer, uh, Terry Hampton, I believe he was a late guy. So there's still a, definitely a possibility to add, and there's still good players out there to add guys in the late period at defensive tackle. But that really, when I look at it, that's the only position group I say that's 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 where they really need to address things. I've got him at 87 right now uh, after Terry Wells' medical retirement, which we kind of foreshadowed on the show the other day. So I've got him at 87 and I've got them at 80 based on Pittman's numbers and where they've, they've moved forward. So we're still waiting on these offensive linemen, still waiting on the safety. And, I mean, after that, if they get those in order, they get a safety, maybe you look at linebacker just to boost the overall quality and experience in that room because they are pretty young overall. The numbers are good at linebacker. Um, but, you know, I think there from there you, you just kind of find – the best available. I would like to see them add two defensive tackles, though. Um, I don't know if that's possible in this early period, but maybe in the late, and um, yeah, maybe a linebacker if they get these two offensive linemen in the safety. After that, I'm not. There's not an area where I'm just like they really need to, you know, go out and get this position or that position. And there's still training. players on this roster. Again, there's you know a good number of players on this roster who are not on this roster, and they just haven't said anything yet. Yeah, you know,
4: Trey, it's interesting. You, you talk about go get two defensive tackles. As you well know, Dan Hampton went in the College Hall of Fame yesterday. Yeah. And this morning when I was on with David, the guys we were talking about sports pointed out that in 1978, he and Jimmy Walker were both first-team All-Americans. And uh, and as that's defensive amazing. tackles, that's a, you never see that the same team. And Arkansas was good, and they had a lot of preseason hype and all that, but they had two of them. And as well, I can remember as David or Roger said, yeah, it makes a difference when you got two defensive tackles like that, doesn't it? And in the SEC, if you don't have good defensive linemen, you're not going to win. No. So I, I hope they get the
5: tackles that you're asking for. Now, I think they're in good shape at defensive end. Uh, I just think there's no reason in the transfer portal age as an SEC program that you're you know, fifth best defensive tackle shouldn't be a veteran guy ready to go. You know, because you can't address it. And they had that last year. Um, You know, I look at defensive end, and, you know, you're talking about Quincy Rhodes and, you know, Nico Davie. Maybe Caleb James is a guy that they consider moving inside a defensive tackle. Randy, I think he brought that up the other day. He's Mm 6'4", 276, as a freshman last year. So maybe he's a guy that you consider moving inside to to shore things up. But I I just think, you know, you've got... um, Anton, it, you, you ready for the pronunciation, Randy? <laughs> I am. Junkaj. I asked him and he sent me a voice recording of himself saying it. Junkaj. It's like the month of June. June. And half. then it's like Mirage, or how some people would say Garage or Massage, but with a hard K. Junkaj. Say it three times and use it in a sentence. You'll get it right. Gentlemen, we got a caller to get in here before uh, we get out of here. He's wanting to talk to Trey. All right? <laughs> okay. Okay. More.
1: Let's talk with uh, Kane. Kane, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey?
7: Yes. Happy New Year to all of you guys, especially you, Rick Schaefer.
5: Hi, Kane. We, we been cut been me very, off of my defensive tackles talk so we could talk to Kane <laughs> and talk right. trash about Texas <laughs> yep, and invite me to the Roadhouse. uh
8: Trey, I need, yeah, you need to come to Jones, bro, and I will treat you. But Trey, I want, to, I want to, I want to change subjects on you for a thing. You about the only honest person on that show today.
5: <laughs> what? That's not true. <laughs> what, yeah. what are you gonna but say? But let me
8: ask you this: the situation with, uh, and this is uh, pro basketball. LeBron James, the way he did that kid from Memphis. If that was Draymond Green, you think Draymond Green would be in prison now?
1: (laughs) Thank you, Kane. Trey, as always, it is a pleasure. We will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of hogsports.com being brought to you by Chris Crane, Hyundai, and Genesis of Conway. Drive Time Sports will continue.
6: Listen for Coach Kevin Kelly Wednesdays during the zone, presented by the Wooden Rock Athletic Club. Join the Wooden Rock Athletic Club and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contract. L-R-A-C dot
2: com. Guys, it's a new year. Welcome to 2024, man. Low T-Center can make it a great one for you. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy, maybe you've noticed a lack of motivation and drive, a little weight gain here and there, a little loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, fellas. At Low T-Center, they make it easy. All you've got to do is commit. You can get your levels checked. It's simple. It's a simple blood test with their on-site lab. You'll get results back in 25 minutes. Low T-Center is not your typical doctor's office, so no worries, fellas. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They're physicians. They specialize in treating low testosterone, and they've been exclusively treating men for years with most health insurance accepted. And they have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. So there's no need to drive to the center on a weekly basis. Right now at low t center it's only 25 bucks to get your t levels tested make your health and quality of life a priority and make it a great year in 2024 go to low to book your appointment online today that's lowtcenter.com, t low t center reinventing men's health care
0: small business owners we know finishing your to-do list can feel like climbing a mountain but that mountain is also covered in banana peels then when something new gets added to your list you're like nope i'm already climbing this huge super slippery banana peel mountain of a to-do list At Progressive, we don't want to make your day any harder. That's why we make it easy to manage your policy on our mobile app. So climbing that banana peel mountain feels more like a leisurely stroll. See if you can save on commercial auto insurance in as little as six minutes at progressivecommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates coverage subject to policy terms
2: and conditions. Hey everyone, gather round. It's time for corny jokes about passing the torch. The team at Kyrian's Welding was fused together solid. Thanks for all the late nights and early shifts. But double retirements mean the crew must bond with some certified new hires. You've both gone the extra millimeter. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
6: Eat My Catfish, your favorite place for po'boys, shrimp, chicken, crawfish, and so much more, including, of course, catfish, is back open for business in the Breckenridge Village Shopping Center starting Tuesday. And you're invited to help celebrate the grand reopening as The Zone broadcasts live from there starting at 10. There'll be a ribbon cutting, door prizes, and giveaways, as well as a chance to win a catering valued at $250. It's a celebration that you won't want to miss, the official reopening for Eat My Catfish at Breckenridge with The Zone and 103.7 The Buzz.
8: After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning?
2: <laughs> with a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri.
5: See Shelter Agent Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Becky Bradley in Sherwood, or Angie Collins in Heber Springs today.
0: Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, Kevin Bohannon, I'm Randy Rainwater. And um, I must say that I had an opportunity today to go sample Benihana. And boy, you're talking about some outstanding food. And what I did. I combined two meals into one.
3: sound like me now.
1: And it was one of those meals where I couldn't decide. I wanted the spicy um, Benihana chicken, but then I also wanted the filet. So I got both. That and, so proud. Oh, my goodness, was it good. Then combine that with the... Habachi rice, oh my goodness! I mean, it 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 was simply a meal into itself. And then I turned around and uh, had to top it off with some of the fantastic uh, sushi rolls. And that jalapeno that goes on the top—that may be the hottest jalapeno I think I've <laughs> ever had an opportunity to uh, to bite into. But next time I'm going for the shrimp. I love shrimp. I love seafood. They have d- all different kinds of options. Now, I'll give you a hint. Monday through Wednesday is one of the best times to go simply because it's not over, I say overcrowded, but I mean, the crowd shows up on the weekend.
3: That's right. Amber and them are going tonight, I believe. And uh, smart lady yep. by going tonight. So take the
1: time. Go to Benihana right next door to the Riverfront Steakhouse adjoining the Wyndham Hotel and try the Emperor's Feast or maybe the deluxe treat. But you notice everything that I keep mentioning has something to do with filet. Emperor's Feast, filet, chicken breast, cooked to perfection, the deluxe treat, filet, along with the cold Water lobster tail. Oh man. Check it out for yourself, Benny Hanna. And if you want to make a reservation, call ahead three seven one nine thousand. That is my advice. Um I don't know what I did to upset Luke. I didn't realize you've been sending me all these texts. Um says uh, screw you, Rainwater. I bet I've texted 15 questions for Trey, and you've never asked one. If you're listening for 20 years, I'm done with your show. Bye. Can't wait for John Neighbors' new show to start streaming in your time slot. <laughs> uh, question for Trey. Is Arkansas reached out to Alabama linebacker Kendrick, Kendrick. Blackshire? Yeah, that's
3: what I was going to ask. Evidently, they haven't yet. Blackshire has uh, expressed interest in visiting Fayetteville, but the coaching staff has not reached out yet. I do know that.
4: Well, if he went to Alabama, they need to go get him.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he looks good in a uniform.
4: That's that's my answer. He's put together, boy. Yeah, okay. Go get him.
3: Well, it's, uh...
4: Was that his only question that you didn't I answer? Guess. I don't
3: know. Yeah, that I can tell. He's just mad at Randy and had to let us know about it. That's okay. We'll get over it.
1: Yeah, because this one, I don't know if, uh, hopefully David and him answered this one this morning for Luke. Um, It was at 6.40 this morning. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully he got, his, he got his answer to that, because I sure would hate for him to be upset all day long. Yeah, that'd just ruin the day, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Carry over into uh, this evening. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of food, I do want to remind you, Rick. Kind of, uh, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. Kind of blew it off, but the peanut butter bacon shake. <laughs> I was sure hoping that that Gene would have brought us one.
4: Well, I can't even believe it happened.
1: My, well. It's where we are today. I mean, we're not we're not really in the right place. Um, I mean, this is not a sonic blast. So yeah, true. Um, uh, the peanut butter bacon cheeseburger, dollar ninety nine quarter pound double cheeseburger. That's a deal. Dollar ninety nine for a quarter pound. Yeah, I got yeah. two of them today. Double yeah, that's, cheeseburger. That's deal. Yeah, that's a good deal. And the buffalo chicken dip bites. So stop by your local. Sonic. And uh, be sure and check these out. I'm responding to Luke. What should I really say to Luke in response to that?
4: Just say, hey, I'm I'm sorry I somehow overlooked this. I didn't mean to. We appreciate your listening. If, if yeah. you choose not Thank to we you for 20 hate to years of you, listening. Yeah, you know, we hate to lose you after 20 years. But if that's if that's how you feel, okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: okay. I'm I'm writing it right now. (laughs) Look,
4: we are we are sorry. It's never our intent to yeah ignore it. We don't overlook it on
1: purpose. No, no, no. No.
3: No. So uh, back to the national championship, and you asked Neil how he thought it if it played out like he thought it would, and we've talked all year, and I work with a lot of Michigan fans. I got a lot of people. My company is based out of Maryland, but we got a lot of presence up in Michigan. Got a lot of Michigan fans, so. You know they, they were on top of the world with everything, but I did read an article last night about ranking the every playoff team in the last ten years. It was a top forty, and LSU was number one, uh, and the the COVID Bama team was number two. Uh, Rick, where would where would you put this Michigan team? You know, in terms of overall, you know, in, in the last ten years,
4: the last ten years.
3: Yeah, in in, well, in, the, in the playoff I, era,
4: I think you'd put one or both of Georgia's teams ahead of them. Agreed. Because I,
3: yeah,
4: I'm i not sure. I think Georgia is the one team they might not have been able to beat in the playoff this year, even I this agree. year's Georgia team. Yep. So I, I would put yeah. both one or both Georgia teams ahead of them. I have to start thinking. Um, you know, Ohio State had a champion that actually beat Alabama for the championship. You got your I Clemson teams. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely take the Alabama team that beat Georgia. Uh, in the championship game with Tunga Baloi at quarterback yep. I definitely put that team ahead of them so
3: around 8 9 maybe even yeah, 10 maybe maybe yeah. so,
4: and that's not to demean them they were really right. good they're, they're just were, they were really good the thing yeah. is they, they were very good on the line of scrimmage offensive line of scrimmage defensive line of scrimmage but when you start thinking about some of the quarterbacks that have played in that game uh their quarterback doesn't rank up there with the best quarterbacks that have played in that game, absolutely. So, yeah. and their running backs are good, but we've seen as good or better. You, you know, remember, Derrick Henry's played in that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of other good running backs that have played, but they but they were good. I don't. Their defense was good, and I give them a lot of credit. They put pressure on Washington's quarterback. I do not know why Texas didn't do that, but they didn't get much pressure on him. Michigan did. And they they beat him silly and uh, I think that was part of the game. But they, they were good. But, hey, if you're a national champion, what difference does it make where you're ranked? That year, you're Absolutely. the
3: national champion. Yeah, it, it, and the reason I brought that up is a lot of people are looking at, okay, where does Michigan play? So, in the since Michigan won, the national, shared a national title in 1997 with Nebraska, 22 teams from the South have won a national championship, with 15 of those coming from the SEC. And there was conversation about where... Michigan stacks up and how they stack up against those championship teams. And I said there's there's really not a conversation for it because I don't think they're in that ballpark. Yes, that's not to diminish the championship team that won this year, but I don't think they're on par with the last
4: ten national champions. Well, think about this. Who were their best victories over during the regular season? Their last few games. Ohio Ohio State, State, Missouri beat Ohio State. Penn State, Ole Miss drilled Penn State. Iowa, because it was the championship game, Tennessee slaughtered Iowa. So when you look at their schedule, <clears throat> you'd have to say that their schedule wasn't nearly as tough as some of the previous champions have been. That, that's why I might not rank them quite so high. It's because, yeah, at the time those were all good victories. But looking back now, you know, now a- admittedly Ohio State didn't have its quarterback uh, but neither did Tennessee, and they beat Iowa 35 to nothing, and that's the team that played in the championship game. So I think that plays into it too, making Michigan, again, really good, but I'm not sure they faced the same gauntlet that Alabama, Georgia, and LSU national champions did.
0: Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile.
1: Well, Kevin, I apologize. (laughs) I didn't look over to my left where the phone bank was and I hate that we got on with you a few minutes later than normal, but
4: Kevin, uh, Kevin, pardon me? Kevin doesn't hate that if if you're going to start asking him about the Auburn game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to move
3: past the Auburn game, aren't we all?
4: <laughs> well, you know, I thought it was interesting. Kevin, your introduction is you're the guru and the expert on all of Arkansas's recruiting. How many of the players on this team will be back next year in light of the, the way they're playing right now? <laughs> they better be recruiting a lot, right?
8: Yeah. They're, and they're recruiting. You know, the portal's going to once again play a big part in what Arkansas yeah. does with next year's team. Another two-player high school signing class. Yeah, that's back-to-back years for that. Um, and, and we see 14 games in that they You know, there's not really a role or a rotation role for either of the true freshmen. Uh, we saw Layden Blocker in there a little bit, uh, maybe, you know, four or five games. When Arkansas got off to that really bad stretch there, Uh, but, you know, Mussman has played a lot of players in both halves. He's really, he did try to drill that rotation down. I noticed when you look at minutes played, um, not how many guys got in, but, you know, trying to drill it down somewhat. When you looked at overall, he was, you know, getting the bulk of the minutes. um, And, you know, nothing seemed to matter um, against Auburn. You know, Arkansas was competitive for 16 minutes. Um, you know, let go a little bit there in the end of that first half. It was still down only seven. So, you know, you never predict something like what happened in that second half, where Arkansas was outscored by twenty-five points. Barely got to fifty. Worst margin of defeat ever for an Arkansas team at Bud and Arena. I think that's five hundred twenty-two games in, um, and that's not how you want to start SEC play, guys. Um, we know Arkansas has had some really bad starts to league play when you look beyond yeah. just one game.
3: Uh-huh.
8: I think it was the first Elite Eight team when they started 2-4. and four. I think that team went to, if I'm not mistaken, on the road, though, but it was out Alabama. I think that team lost by 30 or got down by 30-plus. I don't remember the yeah. final margin. Uh, so, we, you know, we've seen Arkansas turn things around even when it looks bleak and like they, they can't do anything right, the Razorbacks. This team, I think the biggest difference is the shock value of a team with so much experience. Uh, we've got one guy still projected as a first-round draft, NBA draft pick in June in, in Trevor, Brazil. He and Debo Davis come in with all league uh, selections and predictions, and their production's been way off. I, I just don't know how this team is going to fare like three previous teams did. when they. Kevin, play. hang on. we that take the break. Drive Time Sports will continue.
4: Fence Brokers presents
3: Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you
5: feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only
6: thank you buzz listeners for a great 2023 we had a great year because of the support from our loyal buzz fan base we could not have done it without you Chrysler's extended their incentives and so we're going to keep passing on the savings to you you'll save up to $13,000 off new rams this month regular cab quad cab two-wheel drive four-wheel drive we got the truck you're looking for and it's on sale we're taking 10% off every new ram heavy duty and stock 2023 and 2024 models and you'll save up to 15% off the all-new jeep grand cherokee every new Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram is priced to move. We'll do whatever it takes to make you a deal. Save up to $13,000 off new Rams this month. We're taking 10% off every new Ram heavy duty and stock. And you'll save up to 15% off the all new Jeep Grand Cherokee. At Fletcher Dodge you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate and more for your trade. We also promise you a hassle free buying experience. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road and Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com
0: Duck season is here, $50 off any Beretta A400 Extreme Plus, 12
1: or 20 gauge shotgun, and a mail-in rebate for $150, or get $50 off
4: any Beretta A300 shotgun, 12 or 20 gauge, and a mail-in rebate for $75 for Thompson's and Sherwood. <laughs>
3: Justin Anchory with Laura Beth from Coffin by Design West, getting you ready for spring. And Laura Beth, let's start with some of the outside options that Coffin by Design West provides for folks who are trying to spruce up their homes this time of the year.
6: We carry a large selection of in-stock steel products, which include leaf blowers, weed eaters, and lawnmowers.
3: As far as sprucing up the house for spring cleaning, you have a lot of other options there as well.
6: We have storage totes, power washers, flower bed tools, planters, fertilizers, all your lawn care needs.
3: It's Coffin by Design West, out west past Taylor Loop, 14900 Cantor Road, Monday through Saturday, online at CoffinLumber.com.
6: Our Care Clinics are your hometown source for primary medical care. Our doctors, nurses, and counselors can help patients of all ages with anything from common colds and immunizations to depression, anxiety, and chronic diseases. Our network includes both mail order and local pharmacies to fulfill your prescriptions. If you don't have insurance, it's okay. We can help with that, too. And no one is turned away. With more than 65 locations in Arkansas, there's a good chance we're in your hometown. Look us up at ourcare.net.
3: This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in their New Year's Auto Loan Special. Listen Close offer ends January 31st. 3.99% interest on 22, 23, and 24 models. No payments for 90 days or up to 84 months financing. Don't delay. The Alcoa Community FCU New Year's Auto Loan Special, with rates as low as 3.99%, ends January 31st. Get pre-approved online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Serving Celine, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Southern Bank
6: presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on on morning mayhem brought to you by southern bank bank with southern.com
0: live from the eat my catfish studios you feed your crave for sports by listening to drive time sports much like you feed your crave at any of the seven eat my catfish locations it's gut check time drive time sports is back on the buzz radio network
1: Welcome back to Drive Time Sports You're on the Buzz Radio Network. Today from Cersei, Kevin Bohannon, along with Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. We'll be rejoined in a moment by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks to Fence Brokers. I want to talk to you about Guatney Chevrolet, Jacksonville, the home of the Maybe the biggest American flag that's out there. I, I don't know one that is any bigger for sure, but it's also the premier family-owned Chevrolet dealership. In fact, it's been around since 1957, and we are talking award-winning sales and service, and it's got a great, I'm talking great atmosphere, no pressure, no pressure, friendly, there to give you the best deal possible, and you want to shop in comfort, it's got a comfortable new state-of-the-art showroom, and the new owner's clinic after the sale. So, come experience just how easy the car buying experience can be at Watney Chevrolet that is right there off of 167 67 and the Gregory Street exit. That is Arkansas's number one Chevrolet dealer. That's Find New Roads. Guatney Chevrolet.
0: And now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers going the extra mile. And
1: let's check in with Jake. Jake, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
7: Hey, good afternoon, Double R. Good afternoon, Rick. How you guys doing tonight?
1: What's up, buddy?
7: Man, I just made it out of that blizzard. Came down from Green Bay. <laughs>
4: I'm wow. happy
7: to be driving in Drizzle instead of what I was earlier today, I'll tell you that much.
4: Blizzard in mm. Green Bay, are they going to be able to get out of there to get to Dallas?
7: Well, I, I, just look at the radar, man, if you don't believe it. What, what was hitting you all yesterday down no, there I believe
4: you. was I'm all
7: snow and ice <laughs> up north.
4: I believe you. I'm wondering and if they it, can get it, out it of Wow.
7: But, uh, no, I just wanted to say, uh, first of all, Randy, don't worry about that Luke guy, man. I mean, you guys are awesome. If he can't get in, look, I drive all over the country, and I get in all the time with you. So, what does that tell you? I but mean, he
0: if call, he, can't,
7: he get can't get in one way, then yeah. figure out another way.
4: But, but he climb, You know, I, I call,
7: and, and sometimes I wait for 45 minutes on hold. That's okay. And Damon is a great dude, and I'll talk to him. Well, I'm waiting, you know. And <clears throat> if the other guy can't get over it, then that's his problem, man. You guys have a great show, and so don't worry about that. But I want to ask a question real quick about the uh, about the basketball team? Um, something I saw the other night against Auburn, and it, it really kind of upset me. It was not the lack of defense because we have kind of g- grown used to that this year. It was the lack of offense, specifically in the second half, that we've grown used to the past several years. And we haven't done that this year like that. We haven't just shut down on offense like we did the other day. And that worries me. You know, these guys were recruited to be I mean, an offensive playmaking team, and now they—they, they, I mean, I—I I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, and I'm driving the truck right now, so I'm sorry, but I—I hey, I know we went like 10 minutes in the second half and scored like two points or something like that. I mean, it was ridiculous, you know. So uh, I know that Kevin's back on with you guys now, Can you guys. Kind of explain that, and then maybe that's why Must said, you know, you five scholarship players are moving over the scout team. And I know we'll probably never know who it was, but I really would like to know who. Hmm. I'd like to know if he went down the line and said, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Two's over here, one's over there. You know, or did he separate them by, you know, position or whatever? But I also want to know, like, did anybody else, like, Am I the only one Who noticed that And with that I'll let you guys go As always Go Hogs Have a great night Love you guys right,
4: Thank Kevin, you Jake What do you think Kevin You so, think it was The starting like five than,
1: Huh do You think it was The starting five That ended up Going to the scout team
8: Yeah But I'm not going to Be able to comment On who, who it was uh, That That's not something I'm going to be able To get into um, but but I'll, I'll say this when he was talking about you know the offense, it, it was bad on both sides of the ball. Arkansas was competitive, had a one point lead going into the under four timeout in the first half, and uh, Auburn closed with an eleven three run. Went up went from down one to up seven at halftime, and then things just really kind of snowballed. If you looked at it midway through that second half, Arkansas was down eighteen. So he talks about that stretch where Arkansas had two points. It was a long time, a lot of game clock that went past. It was in that final stretch. And what happened was Auburn just, once it figured out how to put, you know, get Arkansas on a big deficit, it just was able to snowball it um, and play to its strength and advantage, and Arkansas didn't have any answers. And, you know, one of your biggest problems is is that when you look at it 14 games in now, in some of these games, we haven't seen a 32-point defeat. We saw Oklahoma soundly defeat Arkansas. The final scoreboard set a nine-point difference. We know it was much worse than that in terms of what it looked like. Uh, North Carolina ended up beating Arkansas in the Bahamas by 15 or so points. Arkansas led at halftime there. So there have been stretches of games where Arkansas shows its talent, uh, shows the ability to compete. You don't beat Purdue and Duke uh, without the ability to do that. I know Purdue didn't count, but that that had a, a Know, at least a conference game type of atmosphere at Budwalton Arena. Um, because Zach Painter Matt Painter, excuse me, the head coach of Purdue said it did. So I, I think the problem here is is that when Arkansas players start letting go of the rope, they they don't have a they, they have not found a way to you know, rise up and against adversity and chip away and find ways to stay in games, which is what every Muslim team's been able to do. You know, when they've had success it hasn't just been smooth sailing. They've had some real battles on their hands and some close games. Arkansas could not find a way to stay close in that game. They couldn't do it against OU. They couldn't do it LAE against North Carolina in the second half. Well, that was a big blowout in that half. So, this is a team that still hasn't gotten to that point where most men get things figured out. And until that happens, we don't know the way that it'll happen. But the caller asked about offense. I mean, it's been both sides. The defense has been much worse through the season compared to the offense. But uh, the offense has had it struggle too prior to Auburn.
1: Well, I think that's, Kevin, probably in my regard, can't speak for anybody else, but that was so disappointing because the collapse, you're right, was on both sides of the ball. It wasn't just one side where, okay, you couldn't throw the ball into the ocean. Uh, but then on the other hand, defensively this has been a disaster almost every game especially in the games that Arkansas has lost you can almost point your finger where it begins with the defense and all the breakdowns that they've had but to yeah. see it on both sides of the ball that was really disappointing
8: well Auburn's a good team and that's how you end up winning by 32 points on the road in the SEC savor the flavor you don't see that very often now you hope Arkansas. Arkansas is going to host other good opponents. Tennessee comes in, Kentucky comes in, Texas A&M comes in. Uh, this is a loaded schedule, and so and then you're on the road for the first two true road games this week, starting tomorrow at Georgia. Where Arkansas is right now, we've seen one in five starts in league play last year. We saw Arkansas lose five out of six games the year before, including an own three in league play. Two years before, the year before that, the first elite team started two and four in league play. This could be as bad or worse as any of those. And then you wonder when, if, when and if does it get turned around. Kevin, as always,
1: we enjoy talking with you. We will talk with you on Friday. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoopscoop, courtesy of hogville.net. Thanks again to Vince Brokers. Hour number three, straight ahead.
2: When you do something for over 45 years, you get really good at it. Like Roger here, he's been raking leaves for over 45 years. With a twist of his trusty rake, he can shape a pile of leaves into a